0: I am going to to preach to you something I believe that will help all of us. And it doesn't really matter on where you are in your walk with God or where you are in your vocation, where you are in life. This is a message that will just minister to all of us across the board. I want to start in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified Version. Of course, the King James says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. That God has before ordained that we should walk therein. And the Amplified says that God has predestined and planned beforehand paths for you and I to walk in. And what I want you to notice is that word prepared. Taking paths which he has prepared ahead of time. So suffice it to say that our Father, our God, has got great things in store for us. Things that He has prepared for you. Things that He has destined for you. Things that He has put in you for your life and for your race and for the things that he has for you and his plans are great his plans are awesome his plans are good and i'm telling you if you can just hook in to what he's prepared for you you'll be well on your way to enjoying an awesome life living the good life the bible says which god has prepared ahead of time for you and the, the, the message that I want to preach to you tonight is a part two of something I preached on a Sunday morning and the thought was this is are you prepared for what God has prepared for you? And then tonight what I want to look is I want to take the word prepare and I want to go through each letter and I want to give it a word and talk to you just a little while along those lines because it is important to be prepared. For what he has prepared for you and me. Amen? And so let's take that word prepare. And I think that a good way to start any endeavor in understanding and being prepared is through prayer. Through prayer. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I believe it's mm, verses... Uh, 9 through the end of the chapter and if you look there again i'm gonna i'm gonna refer to the amplified version and i do happen to have that one written down so it says this this is awesome he says in verse 9 of first corinthians 2 he says as it is written eyes not seen nor ear heard neither has entered into the heart of man the things which god has what yeah. the things which god has prepared for them that love him but God has revealed those things that he has prepared to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So if we're going to be prepared for what he has prepared for us, we must get in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth, however, in the Spirit he speaks divine mysteries. Amen. So now he goes on to say... For we have not received the things, of the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. God wants you to know what he's prepared for you. Amen. And I love this in verse 13. He says, which things also we speak not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth. How many of you know that when you pray in the spirit and you spend quality time in fellowship with God, you bypass. Come on, somebody reasoning. You bypass what man's wisdom would dictate to you and you tap into the wisdom of God. Amen. Which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You see, God is a spirit. You cannot communicate with him out of the reasoning realm. If you're going to be prepared for what he's prepared for you, you've got to get in the spirit. And start comparing what you pick up in your spirit with God who is a spirit. And look and see what the Lord will do. Woo! Glory! Glory! See, the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You've got to discern things spiritually. Amen. For he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Now, I love this in verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have. Woo! Glory to God. We have the mind of Christ. When you get in the Spirit and you pray in the Spirit and you spend quality time fellowshipping with God who is a Spirit, you'll pick up on what's in His heart and what is in His mind. I have the mind of Christ. Say with me, I've got it. it. I i got the mind of Christ. So we're just talking real simply tonight Not a long message, but a message that can impact your life and change your life if you'll apply it to your life. It starts with prayer. Business endeavors must start with prayer. Relationships must start with prayer. Stepping out and stepping in, got to start with prayer. R then stands for research. Research. In other words, make sure that you do your due diligence. How many of you know what the term due diligence means? You must do your due diligence. When we planned on turning this at one time a six screen movie theater into a church, we had to do our due diligence. We had to do our research. We had to comply with the city. We could not just do whatever we wanted to do. We had to do our research. In life, you've got to be prepared what God has prepared for you. And sometimes you've got to be diligent to search the scriptures. Go to school. Get yourself trained. Get yourself ready. Because glory to God. God has got some awesome things for us. Do your research. You want to start a daycare? You better do your research. You just can't put a sign out in your house saying, Open for business. You've got to find out all that is entailed with opening a business. You want to be an MD? You want to be a doctor? Awesome, great, wonderful. But count the cost. Do the research. Amen. From a spiritual point of view, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That Mexican food is talking to me, but I'm still good. You're doing all right, aren't you? The problem is, is after that great Mexican meal we had, I put brownies on top of it. I think I better do some research on that. (laughs) So anyway, I immediately, well, not immediately, but I thought of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was mourning before the king one day and the king was wondering what in the world is going on with you, Nehemiah, why are you so sad? And Nehemiah spilled the beans and he told him that where I came from is in ruins there's no walls. It's a disaster in Jerusalem. And it hurts my heart and it burdens me. And Nehemiah was in prayer. And the king said, that's okay. He says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you letters. So that when you go from this place to the place you need to go, you have free passage. I'm going to give you soldiers. I'm going to give you timber. I'm going to provide for you everything that you need. That sounds like my Heavenly Father. Yeah. But now, something interesting about Nehemiah. He got over there, and the scripture says in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 11 So I came to Jerusalem, and I was there three days. Verse 12. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 12. Verse 11 again. So I came to Jerusalem, and and I was there for three days. And in verse 12, he says, I arose in the night. I and some few men with me. He didn't go there and announce and declare what he was there for. He was doing his recon. He was doing his research. Nehemiah was doing his due diligence. He says, Neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart. You know, sometimes... You can say too much too soon. Yeah, that's good. And the wisdom of God wisdom. will show you the right timing on everything. That's good. That's good. God had put my heart to Jerusalem neither was there any beast with me save the beast that I rode upon and I went out by day by the gate of the valley even before the dragon wall and the dung port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and the gates thereof was consumed with fire then I went on to the gate of the fountain the king's pool but there was no place for the beast that was under for me to pass then I went up by the night by the brook and viewed the wall and see you see what he's doing he's doing his research verse 17 then said I unto them You see the distress that we are in? Now he's starting to share a little vision. How Jerusalem lies in waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. He did not release until he researched. Make sure you're not releasing too quickly. Get firm-footed. The next one is E and that stands for endurance we're going to be prepared what God has prepared for us then we cannot have a soft hide in a sense you've got to be tough not rough with other people but you, you just cannot have skin that is too soft and too gentle you've got to have a tough hide there's endurance. The Bible calls it patience. You know, I think of scriptures when I think of endurance. It says, endure afflictions as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That means that afflictions are coming. But just comes the, because the afflictions are coming doesn't mean you have to fall under them. You can endure them. You can stand up under that pressure with a spirit of patience, a spirit of endurance. Endure hardships yeah. as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I've, I've written in my notes here, endure. Hold steady because you do not realize all that he has at one time. Yeah, you Hold steady. That's right. Through faith and patience, yeah. you will endure. Mm-hmm. Through faith and patience, you will inherit rather the promises. What has God promised to you for you? What has He prepared for you? You must show forth endurance. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, you have need of endurance. Then after you've prayed and after you've done your research, you might receive the promise. Oh, the benefits of enduring. You know, I look at Pastor Tom and Kimberly here on the front row. They have served faithfully in this church with Brenda and I for over 30 years. They have endured the seasons of ministry and the seasons of life. Well done. Good and faithful servants enter in to a glorious compensation. I look at Ingrid Robinson here on the front row who faithfully has served in this ministry for a number, a number of years who was willing to lay down a part of her salary so that we could have our last refi go through. And then went on to get her master's degree. Went on to get her master's degree. And all at the same time having three or four businesses under her. Our clients, at least, under her business. Awesome. God's opening up the windows of heaven for Ingrid. But he never would have done it if she was too soft. And she didn't endure. you got to be tough. I look at my wife, married me for 35 years. You gotta, I'm telling you, man, you, you got to have some endurance. You got a soft heart and a tough hide. That's right. (laughs) Endurance. Endure. Everyone say endure. endure. You'll be glad you did. Even though at the time it doesn't seem easy. At the time it seems tough. At the time, let's face it, you just want to quit. You just want to run. You just want to hide. You want to cry. Some mornings you want to put the sheet over your head and not get up. Let's be honest about it. But oh, for the Holy Spirit, who is not just a comforter, but he's also the spirit of might. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he will strengthen you to difficulties. The next part of this small message and this good message is this: Pray. Pray, pray. research, endure. And the next one is another P, and it's be pliable." Be pliable. What do you mean be pliable? I mean what pliability means. I looked up the word pliable and pliability and it means this. It means the quality of bending or yielding to pressure or force without rupture. It means being flexible. It means being pliable. Got to be willing to make adjustments on your path to what God has prepared for you. Ultimately, you'll get there. But God may have a different road, a different path for you to arrive at the same place. You've got to be pliable. have got to be flexible. You know, I'm kind of an inspirational type leader. And people who know me. Uh, know what kind of a leader I am I'm, I'm a visionary I'm very uh, sanguine if you would personality wise so I'm very inspirational and I can come up with ideas like that but sometimes the implementation of those ideas needs some tweaking <laughs> how many of you can relate to that and so I have people around me like Pastor Tom, Pastor Kimberly, Ingrid, of course, other people on the staff, and I have board members and people that are around me. They're gifts to me. They're gifts to this church. And they say, you know what? That's a great idea. That's an awesome idea. But have you thought about this? Maybe we could accomplish the same thing By doing it, not the way that you're communicating, but another way. Now, a proud leader will say, no, bless God. You know, a positional type leader will say, hey, I'm in charge here. My way or the highway. But I don't do that. You got to listen. Because God puts other people in your life to speak into your life. Have you found out that to be true? And I thank God for the men and women that he's put into my life to speak into my life. And I've learned a long time ago, the proud are resisted by God. And the Bible says in James, I believe it says, God resists the proud. But what does he give grace to? He gives grace to the humble. Are you a humble person? Or are you a proud person? All of us. Have pride we've got to deal with. But pride can be kept under our foot. Just like sickness and disease can be kept under our foot. But you've got to be aware that pride will come. Are you listening to me? Pride will come. It will try to eat your lunch. God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Therefore he says, humble yourselves. Under the mighty The great hand of God. And what will He do? He will exalt you in due time. So make sure on your path to walk in the prepared things that God has prepared ahead of time that you have wonderful people around you that can speak into your life. Be pliable. Be flexible. Now I'm going to ask Pastor Tom, Kimberly, and Brenda To take any of these points and elaborate on them after I'm finished, we could add another letter to prepare and we could add D, prepared. So if some of you gets the D, let me know. Diligence, there we go. Pliability or flexibility. Can anyone now, we're in class tonight, right? Can anyone tell me what the first ones are? P stands for what? Okay. R stands for what? Research. E stands for what? Endurance. And then the next P stands for? Be pliable. You're gonna get there, but be flexible. Okay, that'll work out. Yeah, fine, good. Let's do it let's do it that way. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Now something else about those that are pliable. When life beats upon their house, they just don't go down. In Psalms 92, I'll just quote it to you. It says, the righteous, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. And that they shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Brennan and I have been to Lebanon. We've seen some of those cedars. They're beautiful, huge, stately, dignified looking cedars. But the palm tree that the psalmist is addressing in this setting is the palm tree of the east. And the palm tree of the east was so strong that hurricane winds and everything could just try to blow that tree away. But it would just bend and just pop back up. Bend that way and just pop back up. Did you know why? That you're like a tree. Because you're like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Hey, when tough times come, my leaf ain't going to wither. Whatever we do on this road, this glorious road toward what he's prepared for us. And by the way, enjoy the road. Be joyful along the way. Oh, glory. I could preach. Thank you, Lord. Now, there comes a time, and this is the next one, A, you've got to announce it. You've got to announce and declare the decree. The word announce means to proclaim. What I'm telling you tonight is this, is that you've got to be in faith and stay in faith And believe and speak what you believe God has shown you. And believe and speak and act on what he's prepared for you. That's why I call this place not only full of people. And if I was moved by what I saw, I'd cry tonight. But I'm not. Full of people and paid in full. What's he prepared for you? Doctor, Lord, president of the United States? What is it? You've got to declare it. Multimillionaire to advance the kingdom of God? You need to start believing and saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm a sower of seed. And it comes back to me on every wave. Hallelujah. The Bible says... Job, I believe it's 28 22. He says, You shall declare a thing. And what will happen? It'll be established unto you. You shall what? You, you don't declare things by thinking, you don't declare things by wishing. You certainly don't declare things by comparing yourself with someone who's already in their prepared place and you're on the path. And opening up the door for self-pity. No, you boldly open your mouth and you start framing your tomorrow with today's faith-filled words. Hebrews 11.3, it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which we see were not made of things which do appear. There's some framing that needs to take place on the path. And that framing is done with faith-filled words. Say it with me. The Spirit of faith faith believes believes and speaks and and acts. And and the Spirit of faith, it is the Spirit of victory. And so... Announce it. We announced that we were going to purchase this building. We announced that we've been having church in this place. What are you announcing about your life? Don't announce what the doctor has announced. Don't proclaim what Wall Street has proclaimed. You proclaim, thus saith the Lord, and you'll be in awesome shape. After announce, we got two more, and that is rest. Don't rest too easy tonight. Everyone say rest. rest. What does rest mean? What does rest having have to do with being prepared for what God has prepared for me? Because if you don't rest, you'll burn out before you get there. And God doesn't want you burning out in the last of the last days. He wants you shining bright. Amen. He doesn't want you rusting out and burning out. He wants you burning on. Amen. And in order to not burn out and to burn on, you must enter into rest. In Hebrews, it says this. It says, they which have believed. How many believers have we got in this place tonight? How about the rest of you? I said, how many believers we got in this place tonight? Say with me, I am a believer. believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. believer. I'm believer. I'm I'm not a doubter. So then, we see then, that they which do believe enter into rest. If you believe you're on the right path, don't you dare worry about it. Vision doesn't come to pass overnight. So if you really believe strongly in your heart that you're doing everything you know to do to be prepared for what God has prepared for you, you cannot afford to short circuit the plan of God through stinking worry. And worry stinks. And worry smells. And the spirit of fear is real. And I will say this, that we yield to fear sometimes without even thinking about it. It's in the world. It's all over the place. But if you will ask God, sincerely out of a heart, of not wanting to be full of care and full of fear, ask Him to show you areas where you've yielded to fear and yielded to care in your life, the Holy Spirit will just unfold it to you. You'll catch yourself right in the middle of conversation and He'll nail it right there. And you say, that's fear. Don't say that. Don't yield to that. You see, I think instead of resisting the devil, we've done too much assisting the devil. James 4 7 says submit yourself to God resist the devil and he will flee from you don't assist him see the cares of this life they enter in and they choke the word it chokes vision say it with me Lord Jesus Jesus, forgive me me for any time time I've ever yielded to fear fear. I take authority and dominion over the spirit of of fear I bind you now I point the finger of God at you. And I demand you. You desist in your maneuvers. Now I roll all my care. All my anxieties. Over on you Lord. For you care for me. And so a revelation. Of the father's care. The revelation of. Of how much he cares will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It will keep you out of the what ifs and the but and what's going to happen here, and it'll keep you on the path to your prepared place. They which have believed. They do enter in the rest. Okay, now the next one and the last one is E. You know what the last one stands for? It stands for son, daughter. It's time for you to enter in. Amen. It's a new season. Yeah. Amen. It's a new day. Ho Shaka Basanda, fresh anointing. It's safely landed in my path, and it's on me, and I'm going his way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Enter in. There is a time to rise up and enter in Nehemiah 2:20 says, "Then answer I them, and said unto them, the God of heaven. He's going to prosper us. You know why? Because we're his servants. And we will get our education. We will get our doctorate. We will come into our wealthy place. My kids will be saved. I will get that promotion. I will walk in debt freedom. I will, I will, I will. I rise up and I enter in. Somebody says, you're yelling. You better believe I'm yelling. I'm going to shout it from the housetops. Because, man, God's wild about you. He loves you so much. And so, fredishtapalotolistikene. Cooperate with him. Walk in the plans that are set forth in his word. And it will bring you to your prepared place. It is a wealthy place. Not only financially, but it is such a wealthy place for your soul, for your family, for the things that God has for you. We're his servants. And we will arise. And we will build. We'll make it. We will make it. We will finish our race. There may be some detours on the road, but we will finish it. And we will build up his kingdom in the Bay Area. And we will have our portion in him. And yes, the Sanballats and the Tobias abound. But where Sanballat and Tobiah abound, the grace of God and the goodness of God and the greatness of God will much more abound in your life. Let's stand up and give him praise. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's stir ourselves up a little bit tonight.